It's apparently time to hear from an educated melanin queen, wife, and boy mom, keeping it real about the joys and struggles of parenthood. Discover how to stay true to you while navigating your romantic relationships, work life, friendships, the single life, and parenthood. Although you may gain some useful tips while listening to this podcast, please remember that this does not replace the support you'd receive from sessions with a licensed mental health professional. Hey, what's up everyone and welcome to another episode of It's Apparently Time podcast where I, your host, Hazel, will be keeping it real. For those of you listening for the first time, I just want to say welcome and I hope that whatever stage you're in in your life, whether dating, single, married, pregnant, or just trying to be the best you, that you'll enjoy today's episode and decide to come back for more. Now to my regular listeners, thank you so much for your support. Please be sure to continue to share, subscribe, like, follow, and leave your positive reviews. And if there's a topic you would like for me to discuss, you can send it to me on my Instagram handle at It's Apparently Time. And that's I-T-S-A-P-A-R-E-N-T-L-Y-T-I-M-E. Lastly, for those of you who would like to make a donation towards the production and advancement of this podcast, go ahead and click the link that says support and know that your contribution is greatly appreciated. Okay, so let's jump right in to our conversation for today. All right, so today we're going to delve into the topic of dating. We're not necessarily talking about parenthood, but... If we're being honest, dating is usually one of those steps that comes before we talk about making some babies. This is usually a time, you know, in your life when you're figuring out if you're with someone that you can see yourself having children with in the future. So if you're in a relationship and you think it's getting pretty serious, I'm sure this question So, when did you figure out that I'm the one, or how do you know that I'm the one, it's come up. I know it definitely has for me in, you know, my relationship. So, for this episode, we are going to have a special guest who will share their experience in discovering how they knew I was the one. (laughs) So, if you haven't guessed it yet, let me introduce you to my husband, Emilio! <laughs> yes, I'm here. He will he will be our guest for today in order to offer a male's perspective on how he discovered that he had found the one. So just a little bit about Emilio. He hails from the Midwest. Let's Saint, go, let's go. St. <laughs> Louis to be exact. He is a diehard Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Love them to death. <laughs> And shout, special shout out to Ryan Shazier for signing my husband's terrible towel a few years ago when he was too starstruck to ask you himself. Now, he's that was a, funny. He's a great guy. He's a great guy. <laughs> uh, and my husband, he also loves the Boston Celtics. So Jason Tatum 
And for you, Ryan Shazier, if there's like a one in a million chance that you guys ever bump into my podcast, just know that my husband loves you guys. Jason, he will gladly take a front. What is it? What do What do you call that front part? Like courtside. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that'd he, be awesome. <laughs> he would. Yeah, he would gladly take some courtside tickets. Just so you know, I'm gonna throw that out there. Appreciate that plug. <laughs> so Amelia went to Oakwood. This is where we met my junior year of college. He's a social worker, and he definitely enjoys making a positive impact on the lives of others. So here we go, Emilio. <laughs> I appreciate you uh, thinking of having me for this slot. That's, uh, I appreciate that, so thank you. Yeah, man, I feel like you definitely offer some good insight into a male's perspective. I, I feel like throughout our relationship, you have done pretty good with offering up, um, I think, some credible information that I wish I had when I was dating. But, okay. you know, you gave it to me when we were married. At that point, it didn't really matter. But, <laughs> yeah, I think you, you definitely give some good pointers and tips. Appreciate that, yeah. Our topic for today, you know, like I said before, we're going to be talking about how does a male know when they've found the one? So we have a good mix of questions today, Emilio. We have some questions that I wrote, but we also have some questions uh, from some of our listeners, and I think that they're pretty good. All right. All right. So let's go ahead and get started. Let's do it. So the first question we have is, what are the qualities you look for or a man looks for in a significant other? That's a good question. All right. So as far as... You know, what do we look for in our significant other? I really think it, it has to start with some attractiveness. At, at some point or another, you saw this person. They were attractive to you in some shape or form. You know, maybe a beautiful person. You thought they were cute. I think as a male, though, yeah, if you find her attractive, you find her cute. Some In some way, shape, or form, she intrigues you in that regard. And that's fine, I feel like. I think that if we're being honest, that's how most relationships begin, that level of attractiveness. I and mean, I think on top of that, once the attractiveness is there, then the chemistry, you know, how are you, how's the chemistry going between yourself and this particular person that you have an interest in? You know, is the chemistry there? You know, is there... Is there some mushiness, some, you know, some like some flair to your interactions with this person? Uh, do they make you feel a certain type of way? Do you make them feel a certain type of way? And then I think on top of that is compatibility. So how are you communicating? How are you getting along? How are you, do you have similar interests and likes, you know? Uh, and that can start off on the most basic level around just like little hobbies and leisure activities and things like that. And that can move into more serious things as the relationship goes on. And I think that's important to continue to, you know, look at throughout your relationship with someone else. So I think those are three major ways that, you know, when looking into a significant other, what qualities you're looking for. Okay. So when you have those qualities, the chemistry, the compatibility, there is some form of attraction, whether Mm -hmm. to the character or the physical appearance. All right. We got that check. What's next? What takes you to that next point where you're like, yo, I'm really feeling like she could be the one. What's that process like for a man? What are the thoughts 
that goes through their mind, what do you feel like helps them to arrive at, yep, she's it? I mean, that's a that's a good question, too. On top of this, I think it really gets to the point where you say to yourself, can you see yourself without this person or not? Like, are they that special to you? Uh, you know, is this person, do you feel like this relationship is ready to get to the point where now they're they're meeting your family and friends. I think when you start really asking yourself too about, you know, can I live without this person or and, and figuring that out, I think that that's when you're really considering like, hey, may have the traits that I'm looking for. Maybe it's leadership, maybe it's the, the intellectual, maybe it's the character, maybe it's just the way that they make you feel on a day-to-day basis and you really can't see yourself not having that anymore. So I think that's when you really would know is that, you know. Okay. All right. I like that. So we start off with chemistry, compatibility. You guys are both attracted to each other. We take it a little further. We meet the family. We meet the friends. And we get to a point where we're like, Yo, I really think that this is it. She's the one. Do you feel like there's anything, you know, one thing or maybe two things that solidifies for a man where he's confident in that decision? Like, how long do you feel like it takes a man to recognize, hey, I found the one? Yeah, I mean, if truth be told, I mean, any real man will tell you it does not take long, especially those of us who are married. I'm pretty sure most stories will be like, there was some level of chemistry, some level of attractiveness, some level of like, hey, this person really gets me on this level and I like that and I want it. I want that to continue. I want that almost, you know, you're looking at it like a forever thing. Any man that's really struggling to see that and and make a decision on a relationship and it's years in and things like that. I think that, you know, th- there could be some other things going on. Maybe they're struggling with commitment and committing to that relationship long term. Maybe they don't think that person's a, the right person and they just don't know how to break it off and be honest with themselves and that person. But I think that any, like I said, real man will be able to come and know and see a real woman for who she is and know whether or not they're going to give the time, the effort and what it takes to take it to the next level and not play with that particular person's emotions and time. Can I live without this person? And if the answer is no, then you are really stepping into the next phase. So Yes, we definitely don't want to be playing around and wasting our time. You know, I feel like that's so important. Like if you have recognized for yourself that I may not be the one, say so. Let us both go. Let us be both free. Yes, be free. <laughs> like you go yeah, you go where you need to go. Let me go where I need to go. You know, and that's okay. So I definitely agree with that. Definitely you wanna be honest. Just if this is how you feel, if you're questioning it, if you're not sure, like say that. If right. there are some things that come up for you, like say that. Yeah. And sometimes it's hard, like women, like I know you say, Oh, you can't handle the truth. <laughs> But honestly, like, I know that saying, it's so cliche, but the truth will set you free, and it really will. What do you feel like are some deal breakers? And maybe we can combine question two and three, because the second one, or number three, is what are some of the red flags 
you feel like men look for or notice? Mm-hmm. Do you even feel like men look for red flags? Right. So, yeah, yeah what do you think? Any, any man that's paying attention will notice, you know, red flags. So I'll get to that next question. But I think as far as deal breakers, though, I think a big one for a lot of men if is if it starts off and there's already a ton of, like, arguing and fighting and just, like, negative energy. I don't think that, that, that any man would be in a good place or feel like they're in a good place in good standing with that other person if uh, that's occurring. So I think it's very important for men to really take a take a look at that too, you know, and what that might mean. I think another deal breaker is not feeling like you can trust the other person for whatever mm. reason that may be. It could be your own issues from past relationships. It could be maybe things that that person is doing or not doing or saying or not saying that's making you feel like you can't really trust them with you know fully yourself being out there fully being vulnerable for whatever reason that might be so i think those are big it'll take away a lot of that stress and that anxiety that we put ourselves through because we feel like oh we have to do this no Be free and let that relationship go, right? Right, yeah. I believe that that could be a deal breaker for a lot of men. Big deal breakers. You have to feel a level of comfort and loyalty and trust in order to continue to move and progress in a relationship. So I think that that, hopefully that answers your question too. And then as I jump now... Before before you jump to question three, though, you made me think of something as it relates to trust because we kind of talked about this a little bit in question one. Mm -hmm. But what comes to my mind is that phrase, that statement that says, it takes a second to break the trust, but a lifetime to try to build it back, right? Mm -hmm. And it's so important, like, as you're preparing yourself to say, you know what, she's the one, I got it. You you definitely want to feel like, and I think that's for females as well, like we want to feel like we can trust you with our hearts. We right. want to feel like you're going to protect us and take care of us and you're not going to allow anyone or anything to come in the midst of that. So, yeah, I think trust is very important in relationships, period. Whether right. it's a friendship, whether it's, you know, between siblings or between like parent child like you definitely want to feel like you can trust the person i think that that's the the foundation yeah i mean i agree i think i was gonna say too is that with trust like you know if it's broken especially on a level of like somebody's physically or emotionally abusive like huge deal breaker and also huge red flag oh yeah as i jump to your question three Mm -hmm. around the red flags i think that's important to men to know like hey i'm her only attention she's my only attention meaning like i think along the lines of the trust is you know do you feel like this person is loyal to you do you feel like you have you're you're their only attention there are no other like side pieces you know, are you guys singularly focusing on each other, especially if you're looking at each other's significant others and trying to move move to the next step? I'm not saying that it's not okay to have male friends or anything like that. No. But what I'm saying is, you know, just making sure that there's you feel commitment. Like there's commitment, there's trust, 
that there's, you know, no looming or, you know, concerns of, of trust issues or anything like that. Monogamy, right? Like, if it, you're for me and I'm for you. That there's a clear understanding around those things, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think another big red flag is, like I, we talked about before, meeting family and friends. But if you start meeting family and friends or, like, say, like, you meet a mother or a father and you just notice the boundaries are seem or appear to be a little bit off. Maybe little comments are being made. Maybe it looks like, I don't know, maybe it's a male and, it, you know, their mother has been highly involved in their life. And that mother also feels entitled to give opinions and say things about their relationship or try to control or, you know what the relationship will look like. And then vice versa, if you have a father that's really like kind of overbearing, really overstepping, is this something that I'm going to have to be fighting with or dealing with even after we get married? Like the opinions and the the overbearingness of a particular parent, you know? Uh, I think I think other red flags too is just how you're communicating, interacting with one another. So, you know, are there signs of control and manipulation? You know, is there concerns of lying? Like I said before, if it's getting to the point where you're having all these arguments already and it's getting to the point where it's already physical or like there are threats of violence or violence has already occurred. I mean, those are huge red flags and you don't want to be, I don't think any man would want to continue in a relationship where that is already occurring and you haven't even committed to each other for the rest of your lives. Right. And there's something I definitely wanted to go back and highlight that you spoke about because I think that this is something a lot of couples don't think about or they don't recognize like, hey, I should really pay attention to this. It's about the family. I think a lot of times we don't, I don't know if we don't recognize it or we just put it out of our mind but you have to recognize that when you are with your partner, if you guys decide to take it to the next step and get married, you are also marrying their family. This is true, yes. So like Emilio said, you know, like, if you notice there's an overbearing mother or a disrespectful, semi-abusive father and, you know, in-law that you might potentially have, you definitely want to pay attention to that. Because, yeah, you're right, Emilio, like, I'm going to have to, if I decide you're the one and I'm making that commitment to be with you for the rest of our lives, and for some couples, if you're not able to really work together to solidify those boundaries around your relationship, to protect it from those external, I'm going to have to deal with, you know, these situations, these issues for the rest of our life together. It can really mess you up. It can yeah. it can really do some damage to your relationship if you guys don't, you know, be around each other's family as much as you can to get an idea of what you're walking into because mm -hmm. you are yeah. not only marrying each other, you are marrying your respective family. So really think about that. Yeah, I, just to jump in, also from the external, but I, I would say too, you know, how has this then affected the person that you're in a relationship mm. with? If they've grown up in an environment and, and with these sort of relationships and maybe parents or whatever the case may be, just family in general, 
uh, that's going to affect them. And then how they then relate to others or relate to someone they're going to be in a long-term committed relationship with. So mm-hmm. just keeping that in mind as well is that, like I said, that could be a huge red flag. If it's a single parent home or a home where the father was abusive, I mean, they're bringing that baggage into people think like you're supposed to have it all together and everything else when you get married. Like, no, oh, like, absolutely they're bringing, not. <laughs> they're bringing that with them. And, 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 you know, a large part of, you know, uh, being in a relationship, being married is going to be working through those things together. So yeah, that's going to be my last thing on that. Cause I could probably go on and on, but yeah. Yes, that is right. And no one challenges you like your spouse. Let me tell you, <laughs> cause they <laughs> listen your spouse can run a nerve <laughs> so far is not even funny. So you definitely want to pay attention to those things if you are approaching that point of, yep, we found the one in each other. Ooh, we got a listener question here. So are there times when you think that you found the one and then you realize you made a mistake? Ooh, what would you do in a situation like that? Yeah, I think I kind of hit on that a little bit earlier around just the, I think any real man, as you get older, it's important to just really be honest, you know, and, and be upfront with that person, communicate that. I think the, the, the problem comes in is not everybody's able to or willing to do that. So sometimes you end up staying in a relationship a lot longer, even though you're seeing the red flags, you're seeing things that are clearly deal breakers or whatnot. I mean, I just will speak from me and my perspective and just speaking as a man. Like I said, I think it will be most important. Just be upfront. Just be honest. I think most real men would be. I would like to think that. Uh, That's probably me, you know, looking at it. From your point of view. As a glass, you know, half full and half empty type of perspective. But I would like to think like not to just waste that person's time again, to be respectful of them and, and letting them know like, hey, this is not going to work, you know, and, and trying to move forward after that. You know, I think you do your best in your own way to to let them know that, let them down in a way that's respectful or, you know, maybe you write a letter, maybe you, you know, talk to them over the phone, maybe you... Try to sit them down and, and just let them know that it, you know, is really coming from you and things that you've noticed within yourself. Just be as honest and upfront because who knows that honesty, that upfrontness, it could maybe it changes things around. Who knows? You never know. That totally makes that definitely makes a lot of sense. All right. So let's see. Our next question says, how do you so not specifically you, but how does a man prepare himself for the journey of finding the one. I would definitely say that we do not want you guys to be looking for the one and not be presentable or ready to introduce yourselves to us as our one. You know, like you guys are looking for the one. If I can speak for ladies, not to say that we're looking for the one too, but like, yeah, we want the one to be in our lives as well but we don't want you to find it kind of like what you talked about like if you realize that this isn't for you or you're not ready to be honest and kind of walk away from that so yeah like what do you feel like a man does or men do to prepare themselves to be like all right i'm ready to start looking for the one yeah 
I think a bit a large part of that is your maturity level. You have to be in a more mature space to start saying and, and, and feeling and wanting yourself and your journey to end up with finding the one and then and being ready to be in a position to say like I'm ready to be someone's only you know one or, or the one person so I think maturity is going to be a large part of that which may take time take time for a lot of men what is that speaking. what does that look like though what does being ready look like does that mean you have your own apartment you've been you know holding down your own job yeah i mean i think those are things those are uh, that's a part of it having your own place having your own apartment your ability to think independent of your parents think independent of other people like maybe you yourself have matured enough where you have your own code as a man I think so that's what I mean about the maturity part. I think also it has to, you know, a lot of men got to be honest about this is having closure with past or a past relationship. Listen, um, speak on it. You know, I, I think that a lot of men, like I said, we just have to be honest with that because I know the women are going to be honest with themselves like until they're past whatever how are they going to be, you know, able to find that one as well. So I think for men, I think we have to be at a point where if there if there's been a past relationship that was very close or that really hurt you or really brought you down, you have to find a way to get closure. It could be counseling, it could be having a conversation with that person that did you like that. And having some form of closure in order for you to be able to step into the next. Because there's no way, no real man or woman can say that, hey, I can step into a relationship with someone else that I'm considering to be the one. And you're still holding on to the baggage and the problems and the the hurt and the pain from that prior and previous relationship or relationships. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also said earlier too, though you, a lot of folks are going to be bringing in family baggage and things like that. But I think as far as relationships goes, from between a man and a woman, a partner, I think that there has to be a, some level of like closing of that chapter before you can move into your next chapter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so important to do, and you know, working through that, even before you get on the journey of trying to find the one. Because I'm going to speak as a woman, if I'm in a relationship with someone and I'm, you know, I'm starting to open myself up to this person emotionally, mentally, and somewhere in that process where I'm thinking we're on the same page and you say to me, oh, by the way, like I still have feelings for this person. I'm trying to close that out in my life. She was the one for me at one point. Like, I don't want to hear that. And when I do hear that, that causes me to question everything. So, like, have we been together this entire time and you've been thinking about this other person? Now that, you know, that causes me to question, like, are you re- are you my one? Like, is this going in the direction that I thought it was? So, yeah, you definitely want to work through whatever it is that, you know, you were holding on to. Close those doors. Close those chapters that need to be closed before you get on that journey. Right, yeah. Because I think, too, you know, when you, once you're able to close those, you also can say, like, you learn from them. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't really truly say, like, hey, you learned from it, or you were taught this, or 
uh, you gain these different skills or whatnot from it if you haven't truly closed it and put it away and put it to rest. Mm-hmm. So I think that's another that would be a positive from it is like you want to get it put away eventually in time as it, you know, and don't rush it, you know, let it come naturally, but also learn from it so that when the one walks through the door, mm. you'd be ready. You yes. know what I mean? You can bring those skills and those tools that you learn from that one into, hey, this one, you know, and, and be able to tell that person too, yeah, this is a period of time in my life where I was with these people or with this person. It hurt me. This is what I learned. And here I am today. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You show that growth. Right. And I think that's also a good sign because it'll show you guys ability as a couple to grow and learn from the mistakes that you're going to make in your relationship and as it progresses. So, yeah, definitely. All right. We this is another good one. This is this is also a listener question. It says, right. So it says, do you enter this process happy with yourself as an individual or do you expect the one to provide you with that happiness? And that's a good question. I feel like, you know, I think, you know, it starts off, you have to have happiness within yourself as an individual. You have to be able to have those things that bring you happiness, bring you joy within yourself but it's okay if someone else outside of yourself also brings you happiness and joy i just think that you you could run into some trouble and issues when the one is the one providing and bringing all the happiness into your life so as a man like i said you have to be confident independent and and happy and content in yourself and not relying upon the other person to be that because they're going to be working overtime to do that for you and they're going to burn themselves out. And then once they're burnt out and you're going to be left, what are you running on yourself? So that's why I say you have to, within your own self, have that happiness. But it's okay if being around this person, again, that goes back to them being the one. It's okay if they are bringing you that happiness and being around you, spending that quality time, holding hands, doing things together brings you happiness with this person around. Mm-hmm. That's that's even better. Like you're, you have happiness within yourself and this other person is bringing you even more happiness. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that that would hurt at all. I just, you like I said, I caution anybody, any man with being, you know, having it to where that woman or that partner is the one, the sole source of your happiness. That would be a huge red flag. Yeah, that's the key word there. They are the source of your happiness. You don't want that other person to be the source. Because right. I can't imagine... You got to think about this. That's a lot of pressure to put on somebody else. Giving them the responsibility to make you happy. No, no. It doesn't work that way, you know? Like Emilio said, and I agree with him, you definitely want to find that happiness from within whatever that looks like if it's your sports if it's you know if you're a spiritual person if it's your relationship in god whatever it may be find your own happiness so yeah definitely a good one i like the way you responded to that yeah all right what are the specifics that let you know she's the one and i think we kind of covered this a little bit already Mm -hmm. we talked about compatibility attractiveness how she is around the her family, how she is around my family and friends. Do we share the same values? 
I think you might I think I mentioned chemistry already. Is there chemistry? Do we want similar things in life? You know, like for instance, if I want a child and she doesn't want one, that's something when, you know, you're going to have to work out prior to saying all right, let's tie the knot because you don't want a situation where later on down the road you guys are, you know, that's a source of conflict that could have been avoided if you addressed it in the beginning before you tie the knot. And if you address it and realize, hey, there's no way we're going to get on the same page about this, be honest with each other in yourselves and walk away from that situation before, you know, it goes in the direction that you don't want it to. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I think we kind of answered that one already. All right. We just got a few more to go. Let's see. I think this is our last listener question question here. It says... Where do you guys feel like you need to be in your life, whether emotionally or mentally, in order to be ready to receive the one? I think this kind of ties into the other one I asked about uh, being presentable. Yeah, being presentable, I think I think it's twofold. I think mentally, I mean, again, if mentally you're in shambles from prior relationships, you're depressed, you're feeling down, you're not feeling yourself or even, you know, doing the things that you would normally do. How can you say that you are in a position to be ready for the one, you know? It it could be though too. I'll play kind of devil's advocate on this. Maybe the one is the one that helps you out of that troubling state mentally. That could be I'm I'm sure that can know. happen for some men. Who knows? I don't know. Like if you if it I mean, who <laughs> That is, I think that's something that you definitely have to explore because when you talk about you're in mental shambles, I'm thinking about someone who's <laughs> like, I'm probably going to like the worst of the worst, whatever that could be. And I, like I said before about like the whole happiness thing, like mm. I don't want to be responsible for helping you work through whatever it is you're going through mentally or emotionally especially if I didn't have anything to do with it. I think if if I'm your friend, I can encourage you to seek the help that you need to heal and to come to the closure that you need to have in your life. But I don't want to be responsible for helping you get through that mental journey. Now, this, this is if we are not in a committed relationship yet. Now, if we're in a committed relationship... And something happens to you while we're together. Maybe it's the loss of a parent or a close friend or a family member or, you know, a car accident, whatever you could think of. All right. That's a different type of situation. Obviously, you know, I think any woman would say this. I'm going to stand by my man and I'm going to help him work through this situation that he's in or whatever is going on in his life. Okay. That's different. But the whole we not even committed yet and you're struggling emotionally and mentally no 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 i don't think i can i can i'm going to speak for myself i don't think i can take on that type of responsibility and i i would like to say i can speak for other women out there too they don't want to have to deal with that and take that on they want to know like you you have it somewhat together yeah i mean i i definitely see what you're saying regarding that and no i don't think if if you're in shambles like really struggling mentally you know and I'm not talking about about that I think more so what I was trying to get at is 
if someone makes an impression on you while you're in that state, that means a lot to mm. you. You know what I mean? Mm. Like you're, I think any real man or any person that's going through something, they're going to remember that. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, this person said this. Maybe they didn't help you through it, like holding your hand. Okay. But maybe they said something or they did a gesture mm-hmm. that remi- that like really brought some level of balance for just a moment even if after that if it fell back into the Mm -hmm. depression i think most men would remember that and be appreciative of that Mm -hmm. depending on the type of person that they are and how do they receive kindness and 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 nice gestures and things like that but uh, i think that's what i was more so getting at but i think if you're you know if, if someone's trying to hold your hand through the process yeah that's a lot of responsibility yeah and that would be again a red flag as well to to be doing that you're not even committed yet mm-hmm. um, and then i think for as far as the emotional level that you should be at when finding the one or being in a position to have the one if emotionally you're not mature enough to be able to have that empathy and sympathy and just understand sort of the emotions that a partner or you know your female counterpart might be going through Maybe you're not ready for that, you know, because you have to have a level of emotional maturity as a man to understand that, to get that. I really think it would be a tragedy to get with someone and emotionally they're not mature enough because that means they'll probably trample over your feelings. Mm. They won't really care. Uh, They won't really care about how you feel about certain things that they're doing, that they're saying, how they're doing it and all of that. that wouldn't be good. I don't think for anybody involved. So Mm-mm. yeah, I definitely agree with you on that. Man, this has been this has been really good. I truly enjoyed the conversation that we were able to have today. I feel as though we were able to provide some pretty valuable takeaways for our listeners. So just want to say a special thanks to our guest, Mr. Emilio. <laughs> to the first timers and my regular listeners, thanks again for tuning in. If you or someone you know is looking to take that next step in having a better understanding about the status of your relationship, or if you are single and wanting to know how to become more comfortable with that or in that, check out my website at www.itsapparentlytime.com. And that's I-T-S-A-P-A-R-E-N-T-L-Y-T-I-M-E. You can go there for more information about the services I provide. Thanks for listening in, and I hope that you'll stop by again to hang out with this melanin queen keeping it real.